Well, hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. Thanks for joining us wherever you are around Australia or around the world. We really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day, your week, your month to tune into one of our many episodes. We're stretching into the high 200s now and every week we turn up and we keep delivering. Uh, whether you like it or not, we're happy to take your feedback. If you do like it, love to hear that. If you don't like it or want us to change something, love to hear that as well. Whatever you do, share, like, subscribe, do all the great things that help us get into the ears of many people around Australia and around the world. Scott and myself would appreciate that. Let's get into that right now because we've got a huge week of golf to talk about and uh, a few other things, um, maybe including a little bit of a club fitting. Um, let's bring him in. Scott Carter, welcome back to the My Love of Golf podcast. Thanks for uh, taking the time out of your day, your week and your month and uh, every other part of your living life that is consumed by golf and the My Love of Golf podcast. Thanks for tuning back in. How are you? Thank you, Roscoe. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. All good. Had a nice day out on the links today with, uh, with uh, well, at least one regular listener anyway and a couple of other good blokes. So, no, it was, uh, I'm all good, mate. Ready to go. Ah, day out on the links. Uh, the links being Springvale, Springvale links. Is that what we're calling Spring, them there? No, no. Spr- Spring Valley. Oh, Spring, Spring, Spring Valley. Spring, not to be confused with Springvale. <laughs> See, I always call it Spring Valley. Spring Valley, Spring Vale, Spring Valley. Which then goes to Spring Valley. Of course, Spring Valley Golf Club, uh, outer sandbelt, fine golf club there down there. Uh, what, what suburb are you in? What suburb is Spring uh, Valley? Clayton South. Clayton South. Clayton South there, yep. Yeah. Planning a golf trip to uh, the Sandbelt. Well, it's in Clayton South. If you want to identify and locate where Spring Valley is, can anyone come and get a game at Spring Valley? Is it sort of open to the public? Can they book a tea time and play, or is it members only, invite only? What's the story there? Uh, I think it's easier with a member, Roscoe, but also I, I think the club is pretty open to uh, having people come and play and enjoy the course. Um, I mean, it's a member course, but a member club, but. Uh, as I said, I think they're pretty open to um, people coming from interstate or overseas or uh, to come and check it out, but uh, definitely easier with a member. How's the course shaping up? course is in tremendous condition, actually, mate. They scarified the fairways there right before Christmas and then got a bunch of rain, and they are looking absolutely fantastic at the moment. It's like walking on carpet um, down all of the fairways, just tremendous. And, and yeah, Craig and the team do an incredible job really um, at the course at the club that they've had. He's been in charge of it now for a couple of years and he's got the greens, I think, you know, better than they've ever been. Um, They were pretty good when we hosted the Vic Open there back in, I think it was like 2009-ish for kind of a few years. Um, But he fixed the problem child, which was the 14th, and uh, he's just got them rolling consistently and and firm and just doing a great job couldn't speak highly enough about the the crew at spring valley golf club excellent well i can't wait to get back down there hopefully we can get around 
Uh, as part of the Flanagan Farewell Tour, um, a bit of that yeah. was conducted since last we talked on the podcast last week. Uh, we'll recap some of that because there might have been a little bit of my love of golf magic dust sprinkled around to great effect. Hello. Uh, <laughs> broadcast uh, public service announcement. There's some there's some self-love coming. Don't worry. Uh, had a bit of a club fitting uh, during the week. Uh what else did we have? Uh, went and did something different at the uh, World Superbike Round 1 at Phillip Island. That was a bit of a blast from the past for me. And yep. there was a S-ton of golf uh, on. So it's a pretty busy time. Um, let's let's go back to the Friends of uh, My Love of Golf uh, podcast for a little bit. So you had the great Dan Maudsley out there. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, he'll be on an upcoming episode with uh, Jamie Glazer and myself in the Let's Talk About It series. We released one of those last Friday, so please go and check out. It's our second episode. We've done our third episode and we've got some other guests in the pipeline, um, one of which we might have spoken about last week uh, on the professional level. So we might be getting him on at some stage. We won't say too much about that, but go on and tune into right. Jamie and I over in that podcast because it really uh, can help your golf and your mental game. Um, so you played with Dan Maudsley. Yeah. If you go back to four years ago, uh, about October, I can't remember the exact date. It doesn't matter. You can find it because you can search by his name. Alex Lowe's was a guest on the podcast after I hosted him down at Peninsula Kingswood. At the time, he was playing Callaway. He was Travis Matthew ambassador. Uh, Callaway teed it up and I took the uh, Alex and his um, team assistant down there, Dave Rocky Ryan. We had a game of golf, did a podcast. It was all fantastic. Stayed in touch. Uh, last year, Dave, uh, sorry, last year, Alex um, asked if I'd host his brother, Sam Lowe's, who's also a rider. And I mentioned last week, identical twin, hard to tell apart. Um, even harder to tell apart in the track because they're very fast. Um, mm. So we had Sam last year down at Peninsula Kings when he was racing in the MotoGP. Now they're both racing in the World Superbike Premier Class now. And it's, uh, this is not a motorcycle podcast. So obviously, you know, it's part of my background. But it was really – I went down there on Saturday, took the camera, got onto the grid, uh, took some photos. It was awesome. It was, you know, as a very amateur budding sort of wannabe photographer to be out there with the big gear, with all the other big gear jockeys, um, it was fantastic. And um, to see Alex and his brother – imagine being twin brothers riding in the premier class of that type of motorcycle racing, travelling all around the world with your identical twin brother – Mm. You, you, you'd have to think that's going to be pretty good. Most twins get on pretty well. They're inseparable and they are very much are, these, this pair. And, yep. to, and to see them out there doing that together, uh, it was really, as a son of a twin, you know, my dad's a twin, identical twin, um, it was really heartwarming, you know, like they when they grid up, Alex was P2 on the grid, uh, Sam was maybe third row, parked the bike, you know, and all the swarm of people get on, they jack the bikes up, the tyre warmers come out, and all the, para, all the hanger-onerers like me are out there, blah, blah, blah. Um, Alex jumps off his bikes, run down, runs down to his brother, gives him a big hug, gives him a pat in the back, you know, have this embrace, all the media go mad for that sort of stuff. And then they get out there and have a race against each other. And just the, the, the brotherly love made it all mm. worthwhile just to go and see that. Now, part of sprinkling a bit of dust, so it's four years ago, Alex and I played together. He races for Team Kawasaki, factory race team, huge outfit. He's the number one rider now. Jonathan Ray left the team last year. Alex stood up to the number one position, so he gets all the good stuff. And uh, four years ago when we played golf was the last time he won a race in the World Superbikes at Phillip Island. 
He's had many, many after playing after playing golf. Oh yeah, I didn't mention that. Sorry, after we played together, and then he went down to Phillip Island and won. Right. Won the won a race, won and then um, performed really well. Hasn't yep. won a race since. Many top finishes, many podiums, but never won. Last Wednesday, as you remember, we went out and played a game of golf with Sam this time. Sam and Alex and I together down at uh, the Dunes. It's in pretty good nick. Not a bad course. Uh, I don't know if you caught the uh, dispatches in World Superbike News, but uh, not only did he win once, he won twice. There's four races in, over the weekend. Um, he won two of them. There's two super, two super poles and two main races, and he won a super pole and a um, one of the main races or the Sunday race and finished like podium on the other super pole and fourth in the main race. So three podiums and a fourth. I'm, I'm pretty much going to claim a bit of dust had been sprinkled to effect four years after the fact. Thank you very much. Absolutely, you should claim that, Roscoe. Mm. You should be on his uh, on his payroll, man. Like he, he should be employing you as some kind of dust master to flo- follow him around. Well, I thought, yeah, you, you, the, the things when you get to experience new things and you start to think, oh, this is fun. Because for me, it's like going back in time. It's twenty years ago since I've been to Phillip Island in the paddock pushing motorcycles around. You know, I bumped into Peter Goddard. The first person I bumped into was Peter Goddard. Now he was the bloke that rode the Team Ansett Air Freight Suzuki Superbike when I was at Suzuki. And now he's the boss of Motorcycling Australia, something he was handing out the trophies. He came off the, st- off the stage and, Pete, you won't remember me? He said, I think I do. I said, well, I'm Ross. He said, yeah, I used to work at Suzuki. We had a bit of a chat. Uh, it was a blast from the past. And you start thinking, well, this is a bit of fun. Yeah, I remember, you remember all them, I got those emotions about motorsport and all of that sort of stuff. And here I'm wandering around with a camera. And I've got two mates that are really good golfers that ride this thing and you start thinking maybe they might need because obviously I'm going to the UK and going to live there I don't have a job um, yeah I start thinking maybe they need like a golf advisor or you know a golf manager because you know they have various assistants for various roles and uh, anyway um, that's probably not going to happen uh, that's a silly thought Ross of course but I did catch up with the boys today after um, they finished they obviously had a big party last night I didn't go I wasn't there I was up here last yesterday um, and you know where we took them today didn't take them to Peninsula the Kingswood. Peninsula the Kingswood had one course closed and the rest was full. Um, could have taken them there, but you know where we took them? The next best thing? For me, personally, emotionally. Yeah. Well, my other home, my second home, my, my original home of golf. Eagle Ridge. Oh, no. I didn't no. take, I did not take the boys to Eagle Ridge. <laughs> oh, jeez. I did go to Eagle Ridge. I had a double header. It was a double header. I had, uh, We'll get back to that double header, the first one. But uh, no, we went to um, they went to uh, Mornington. Loved it. Yeah. Loved the views over Mornington and the casual atmosphere, the, the relaxed uh, nature, the easy playability of the course. But the the views looking back to the city, uh, loved it. And um, that was great to see. Great to see the boys, especially after a win. Uh, they were very happy. And uh, you know, we'll tee up some golf and we'll see some more of them when we get to uh, the UK. They so play- they're based in the UK, are they? Yeah, they live in the UK, uh, sort of Midlands. Yeah. Mad, mad golfers. Now, you just think motorcycle riders, you know, you, whatever you want to think about, um, you know, stereotyping sort of petrol heads. Um, traditionally, you don't stereotype petrol heads as golfers. Well, these boys, mm. if I listed off some of the courses they played, you know, we're talking Cyprus, um, Pebble, uh, uh, what's the other course? Um, not so, They played Cyprus Point, but the other one... Um, Spyglass. Spyglass. Uh, yep. Colonial. Austin Country Club, wherever they go racing and wherever there's a tour stop, you know, they'll always get to 
onto one of these golf courses. Their catalogue of golf uh, architecture is uh, fantastic and, um, yeah, really enjoyable fellas. Sam and uh, Alex Lowe's, check them out, follow them this year. Mad golfers, so if they're mad golfers and mad motorcyclists, they must be decent fellas. Uh, they, but they might they might need someone to follow them around and uh, and, and kind of document their, their life, mate, and build a little – Build on their social profile, a little oh. videographer or oh, something, dear. little job going for you. No, the Kawasaki team have got more cameras and video people and stuff like that uh, than um, I could ever fluster up. But uh, yeah, I'm happy to happy to take a few selfies uh, on the golf course uh, anytime uh, they want. Um, but the, that was the second part of the day. They did they did start off with uh, some other mile of golf uh, friends in the Flanagan Farewell Tour uh, with the Melbourne City crew. Um, so we had uh, no, the Brate uh, Stephen Ugarkovic. Uh, my very, very, very good friend, Andrew Naboo, and also a very, 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 very good friend and very, very good friend of this podcast, listens every week, sends me messages when he does listen, uh, Josh Bondon. Great to see those guys down at Eagle Ridge. We had a casual social hit at Eagle Ridge and uh, then I went up and saw the boys at uh, at uh, Mornington. Uh, yeah, no, it was great to see those. Mate? It was busy, but great you to see. If you don't, like, get on that plane... Mm. with a scratch handicap, then you're doing something wrong. No, my golf shit. Like, absolutely. Like, and I think they expect Sam Valamaki to turn up and, you know, start striping them like he did on the weekend. But no, <laughs> yeah. I am flubbing them. Other than when I played with Doc the other week and had 39 points with the new Chrome Tour, I, I couldn't bust an egg at the moment. Um, only, only down my mouth because I'm still on the egg diet. Um, so, no, I've got to um, – well, I've got a solution to that. Thanks for asking, Scott. Um, okay. Yeah. What's a what's a golf retailer's solution to anyone's golfing problems? Well, mate, if they're broke, if they're not working, you may as well just get some new ones, right? Hundred percent correct. And what no, what better time than to get refit for a set of golf clubs when you're leaving the country, so you can start the new golfing adventures with a brand new kit? That's exactly Perfect. what I'm. That's exactly what I'm doing, Scott. But mate, I'm interested in. I mean, you, you fit people in clubs for a living, so look, who fits a fitter? Good point. And you think I would know what I'm doing. And I'll tell you a story. And it's a mistake that I almost made. And I'm telling you this, obviously, it's a long way to get into a key point in the opening part of the podcast. Don't make the same mistake. And I see people make this mistake all the time in golf, the world of golf clubs. Fitting yourself. Uh, thinking you know exactly what you want because you think you know a bit about the stuff. And you would think, as you are alluding to, I would know what I need, what I'm doing. Mm. Now, coming off a run of bad golf, I know the clubs that I've got aren't suitable for me. I've accepted that my swing is slowing a little bit, my delivery is changing a little bit, so I knew that I needed to make a change. Um, the Project XLS is way too stiff a shaft for me. A lot like my sticking with that brand. In the efforts to expedite some new clubs very quickly, I just sent a quick message off to the Callaway Connections and said, this is what I want. Boop, just listed it all down. Put my specs in, put my shafts in, put my grips in, put the clubs in, all of that. And the message came back, no, um, I'm booking you in for a fitting with Funchy and you'll do that first. Oh, okay, you sure? Has enough time? I, I know what I want, you know, like I need to go to – I was actually going to thinking about going to a graphite shaft and I'd said get me that, X-Flex 105 uh, Mitsubishi Chemical MMT graphite shaft and uh, – I'm so glad that I went for the fitting because what I ended up with in terms of clubs, in terms of shaft, in terms of length, in terms of makeup of the entire bag, so I'm going to drive it down through to Lob Wedge, was pretty different to what I thought. If you looked at the text that I typed out, 
exactly what I ended up with was nowhere near it. And uh, that's a lesson for not only me, but for me to share with everyone listening. Don't think you know and because someone told you and your mate and you used to use and you'd play off this, get checked out. You know, someone standing behind you, uh, objectively looking at ball flight, looking at descent angle, looking at spin rates, looking at carry, looking at distance, looking at dispersion and the combinations that exist when you try all the different clubs, so important. And I tried that graphite shaft thinking that Mm. because I'm getting a bit slower that I must need that. I might not be swinging the best at the moment, but my speed actually isn't too bad. So I still, I don't need it. And as soon as I went to something that fit me, the dispersion was much tighter. The distance didn't really change, but all the other numbers, all the other metrics were great, but the strike was 100% better and straighter than the shaft that was incorrect. There you go. There you go. So listen, Roscoe, you went... What did you do? End up in Titleist, or what? What did you go with? No, no, no. I'm, I'm stick, stick. I'm a Callaway man, so uh, stick with the Callaway product. Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is, Scott. I'm not going to tell you okay. because uh, when I get them, I'm going to do a little unboxing or whatever you call it. You know, whatever those things that happen. Uh, but I might. We might do a little, little giveaway around that, and I might get people to guess what I what I get. The the the, the driver through to the uh, lob wedge. What the makeup yep. of the bag is because it's a little bit different. Um, we might have a bit of a guessing comp or something like that and do a giveaway for a few boxes of chrome tools around it. Anyway, okay. we'll do that well, another you, time. You might need to post a picture of your swing speed and some of the stats and all of that may inform the public about what you, what they've got to uh, base it off, you know? I did take I did take some video. I put the little um, video camera on and I did record some stuff. I, I wouldn't say that it's like a full sort of video vi- – editable for a full video maybe but there's definitely some stuff in there where you can see me uh, going through the process so i've definitely got some stuff real on instagram here roscoe just a real yeah um speaking of short form speaking of reels any other any other housekeeping uh from the last week of sprinkling dust and flanagan farewell tour and scott's spring valley golfing uh, not for me. I mean, the only other update I've got is that uh, the putting green was installed last Oof. week successfully here uh, in in the house. Well, at the front of the house, anyway. So, uh, so I do now have a resource there to practice my putting, mate. I'm back on the back on the mission of never miss a five footer, which you know, let's face it, is unachievable. But I'll be out there hitting putts every day. Have done since we got it, and um, yep, liking it. Fantastic. Are uh, we going to see any video of that? Yeah, maybe. I mean. Who knows? Still a little video there before just uh, the morning view that I've got. I get out of bed, man, turn around and uh, out the window and look at the golf green. So that's nice to wake up to. <laughs> yeah. My wife doesn't listen to this, so you, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm married from the top shelf. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I think we both have, in fairness. I think uh, yeah. the amount of golf and visits and, you know, I joke about the funding and farewell tour, but there's a lot of that going on and not a lot of packing boxes and getting ready to move, which is you know, D-Day, 19 days um, for international removalists. So I've got a bit of makeup to do, um, which sort of kicks off next week. Uh, Not this week. (laughs) There's a bit more farewelling to do, including a trip to Barnburgle. Did I mention that, Scott? You did. You did several times to me privately. (laughs) Didn't get invited, but uh, I hope you enjoy it. uh, That wasn't really how the way that was supposed to go, but it was short decision-making, quick turnaround. Um, Going with Golfing Scotland, Josh Ralston, Dr. Josh Ralston from the University of Edinburgh. Uh, and now World Authority on all things Saudi uh, relations in golf. 
he's here for another month and we're t- I'm taking him down to uh, Barn Burgle on uh, Wednesday. So quick trip, Wednesday, Thursday. I love that. Look forward, look forward to that and look forward to the pictures uh, coming through the interwebs uh, on that. I'll send them straight to you first, Scott. Okay? Thank you, mate. Cool. Let's just talk about one thing first because I posted a video on uh, rossflanagan.golf Instagram, a little snapshot of some flyovers that uh, – part of the Athena coverage, um, little fillers. So they just used them as fillers when they were changing camera positions and all that. They flashed up some drone footage. Um, most of that, I think all of it that was on the coverage was mine. Uh, the club asked oh, me The club asked me to um, if I could submit some stuff. They thought I'd just have a back catalogue of fresh dronage of PK. They think I'm down there droning all the time, which I'm not. And I, I went down there, a morning show, a morning um, video and an afternoon, took some stuff, uh, sent that over to Jam TV, who did a great job of producing the Athena coverage at Peninsula Kingswood over the weekend. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so some of those uh, drone shots were mine and I uh, put a little little package of them together on the Instagram. But I just wanted to start off before we get into uh, PJ Tour and all that by saying yeah. great work to the club. Uh, the place looked fantastic. Great work to the WPGA Tour um, for continuing with that new concept, showcasing, you know, the talents of, you know, a dozen or so up-and-coming young women golfers from the Australian Tour. Uh, and great work to Kelsey Bennett took the thing out. Um, the course looked amazing. It's no secret that PK are always in the background with Golf Australia pitting their hand up, you know, we want a tournament, we want President's Cup, we want an Australian Open. So I think this is part of the process that they've got to keep Doing the doing the hard yards, um, but the course looked amazing, and uh, I thought it looked fantastic on TV. And uh, I thought that the, the drone work came up all right. The little fillers, just if you blinked, you missed it. Just as the camera changed position, they'd pop up a little flyover. It was I was a happy drone pilot uh, seeing that, but also very happy for the club that got to showcase the place on TV. Uh, but well done to all parties concerned uh, there. Excellent, mate. Good stuff. I didn't catch any of that tournament this year. Last year I did. We went down and actually had uh, had a little look-see but at Sandy. But no, I love the concept, the format and the made-for-TV aspect of it. Glad to see that they keep that going. Uh, let's hope they do. PJ Tour. No, oh, but what I do know for sure is that Jake Knapp won um, down in Mexico. So he is uh, the third rookie winner of this season on the PGA Tour. Held on to win by two. Didn't have his best stuff on Sunday. It's fair to say. He said it himself. But the former bouncer took it out for his first PGA Tour win. And, uh, yeah, as I said, he started a bit scratchy. He had a four-shot lead overnight but started kind of bogey, par bogey and gave a couple of them back. But he was able to hold on. Um, you know, I thought it was a few things that I thought were interesting that I saw. Like he, he was on Smiley Kaufman's pod some time ago and was talking about the fact that he had circled this event as one for him to get after and thought that he had a fair chance at, um, knowing that he had a pretty similar game to Tony Finau and Tony's had very good success here the last two years, won it last year and and uh, was runner-up the year before. So, um, so yeah, I thought it was you know interesting that a guy gets on tour and goes, hey, you know, a similar game to that guy, um, uh, he can win at that course and that means I'm going to have a pretty good chance too. So, And then he went and did it. So good on him. Um, yeah, great, great to see the young rookie win. I mean, I don't think he's that young. I think he's twenty nine, but uh, uh, but yeah, he snapped it up. So that was good. Well, excuse me for not knowing too much about uh, Jake Knapp uh, in the lead up to the tournament, and uh, mm. I still don't know too much about Jake Knapp. But uh, obviously, a big, fit, strong. Good ball striking, good golfer. If he's got a game that's similar to Tony Fee now, well, uh, he's definitely got ball striking on his side. Yep. I was I was quite keen. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, 
good year last year on the Corn Ferry, Roscoe. So he had 10 top 10s on the KFT last year. So pretty consistent, solid golf during the season. Um, that got him his tour card for this year. He didn't waste much time. He had a T3 um, at the Farmers Insurance in late January there. So, But then for him to back that up with a win now, he's off to a cracking start Absolutely. in his PGA Tour career. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what I was keen to follow along with is the uh, progress of Sammy Volomarki. One of the yeah. Europe, one of the European PGA Tour um, top ten uh, graduates from the DP World Tour that has come across to play in as many events as he can. Uh, they were tied. They were um, basically jo- joint leaders, I think, at the end of uh, the round two. And uh, you know, he just got in by two. But uh, I'm I'm loving seeing some of these European guys doing yeah. go- doing well in. Uh, in these events uh, on the PGA Tour, of course. And then, you know, speaking of P- uh, DP World Tour, PGA Tour graduates, um, mm. Bobby McIntyre. Bobby McIntyre with a T6. T6. Good to see Bobby just yeah. elevating a little bit, confidence player. Uh, yep. I'm big for Bob. Uh, you know that big shot, Bob. We love him. But, uh, yeah, no, I was um, – it's good to see Good to see new, new people winning and these events, I guess, when they've – not got as many of the big name players there. Create these opportunities for people that we don't hear and see as much about on a, you know, regular main stage basis. Unless you follow it innately, like you do, Scott. You know, you don't know that he, that Jake Knapp's got a bit of history there. You know, if you just yep. want to jump in and bag the PGA Tour for, you know, not having the best talent there, well, you know, you, you you're going to say that. But you know, Jake Knapp's earned his spot there and he's played pretty well. Um, yeah, I think Roscoe, with a lot of these guys, you've just got to scratch a little bit under the surface, and uh, and, and you'll you'll see that they, they're all really good golfers, and they've you know played a lot of really good, solid, consistent golf to be on the PGA Tour. Um, of course, it's mixed in with a whole bunch of guys that have been around there for a long, 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 long time, and just hang around, you know making bank off the back of like a victory, a solo win, uh, you know, 15 years ago or whatever. You, you know what I mean? Like the guys that uh, just, yeah, been around a long time. But uh, great to see these young kids coming through or, or young rookies um, coming through. Um, yeah, another guy that has been, uh, hasn't been around for a little while on a med- major medical extension. People might remember the name C.T. Pan. You know, he would pop up every now and then there a few years ago, but he, he's been out of the game. He's back and he had a three-way share of third place and, you know, great for him. He's fulfilled those medical extension requirements and now he's into the players. So, you know, these events, albeit small in, in per size compared to the bigger ones by a long way, um, and, you know, the field is – yeah, when you look at OWGR rankings, it's a little bit weaker for sure. But there's tons on offer here. There's tons on offer for these rookies and and uh, and journeymen as well that are, that are around and can change their lives. Um, so, you know, and and we'll talk about another couple of guys on on the Asian Tour and and DP World Tour that it's changed some lives this week as well. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I really enjoyed watching and kind of listening to the finish there um, today over the last six or so holes. Valamaki was struggling and battling and just couldn't make a birdie there in the last six or, or eight holes to make up, make up that, you know, last two shots. They were tied there at one point. Um, Nap, you know, dropped back even further, but but he made a couple of birdies on the way home to, to seal the deal. And, um, yeah, so, no, really good, really good. Enjoyed it. Uh, in terms of Aussies, um, Bads.com made the cut. 
T24. Good on your bads. Yep. Uh, my pick in uh, Teepster, no good. Harrison Endicott, miscut. Foxy, miscut. we also talked about Foxy last week, um, staying in America and foregoing his uh, New Zealand Open. Uh, Teepster? Uh, mate, you mentioned Teepster, so you you missed out. Uh, <laughs> no no, no cash for you, sir. Uh, with Harrison Endicott missing the cut, I had Finau. He had T13. A whole bunch of people had Finau, but uh, only one guy had Jake Knapp. That was Dave Round. So he took home one point four five eight million dollars in the Teepster uh, rankings. Fultz picked Stephen Jager along with Sydney Golf Crew captain. Um, so they got four hundred twenty nine k each in that Teepster um, Teepster event. And Steve Blaine uh, picked Robert McIntyre, and then a bunch of people picked, as I said, um, Tony Finau and a couple of other guys to to get a, a hundred odd thousand dollars. Um, and yeah, then the overall rankings. We've got the big, the big Grote, the big Groter. He's out in front still by about five point three million. So he's on seven point eight million dollars. Dave Round, he jumps up to outright second at five point oh two point five eight seven. Ben the Hack only twenty seven grand behind him, and D Vader a um, couple hundred grand behind them. So is the kind of the top four Caledonia. Uh, Jamie Woolley and Teepster HQ round out the top seven. They're all over $2 million. And uh, I'm in 29th, Roscoe, and you have dropped right down to 60th. So we basically swap positions, mate. Yeah. Well, Miss Cut will give you that, but uh, I'm just a $5 million win away from uh, catching up to, well, at least Dave Round. Uh, shout out to Dave Round. Plays out there at um, the Arrow Valley uh, with uh, Pults and... Uh, couple of other listeners in there. Sydney golf crew captain, you know who that is? That's PK. PK? Yeah, that's PK. He's under a bloody pseudonym. Sydney golf crew is uh, the social collective that's um, started in Queensland, moving into Sydney, I think maybe in Victoria at some stage. Uh, He is the administrator, the captain of that chapter in Sydney. So that's PK, who you've heard here and seen on the podcast, uh, if you're listening. Uh, But shout out to Dave Round. Um, But I just really... Come back to because uh, he's now becoming a topic of conversation. You know, when I played golf today with Joshy Bond and shared a cart, he was he was at me. He said, "Who is Carl Gratiers? No. Who, who is who is?" The, I said, "Do you know him?" He said, "No, I don't." I said, "Well, there's an all points bulletin out for Carl Groters. Um, the the major season is coming up. We clearly want him on as a form guide analyst to the panel." Uh, so Carl Gratiers, um, you, you know, if it's going to cost a dozen Chrome tours or something like that to get you on, I'm happy to fund that. Uh, but, but we would like you to avail yourself if you want. If Carl Gratiers is not your real name, it can you can be on as Carl Gratiers. We don't want to bring you out from behind the closet of secrecy in your tipping geni- genius. But I, I, I'm intrigued. I want to know so who the, who the grocer is. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know too. There, there's a bunch of public leagues you can join, of which. Yours is on there too. The, the M-Log one is on, on there as well. So there's, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 that you can join public leads. And uh, if you look at the Teepster PGA Tour one and done public lead, a public public league, guess who's out in front? Carl Gratiers. The Grote man, the Groter. He's, and mate, he's not just out in front. He is out in front by... Sorry, just uh, bringing it up here now. He's on eleven point four million dollars. Next best is six point eight. So he, he's he's absolutely killing it. But I reckon maybe he's just found our league and he's jumped on. He's uh, so he could be a uh, an incremental listener there okay. if we can get in contact with him. If you are a uh, teepsterati and you do know the Carl Groter, 
Um, Grotiers, Grotiers, Grotus, whatever it is. We'd like, we'd like to talk about two things. One, just, how do you pronounce your name? Yep. And two, how are you tipping so well? well What's your well, form guide? Exactly right. Um, there's a dozen there's a dozen chrome tours there for you, Carl. If you just come on and you know around majors time, and uh, you know I'll give you a dozen appearance, and that's 100 percent more than what Scott's getting for his appearances. Uh, anyway, um, I'm intrigued. Uh, good luck with all your tips to picking uh, this week, people, and thanks for participating. Uh, if and on this week, Roscoe, yeah, we go to the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches, yep. so Palm Beach Gardens in Florida. Um, so Chris Kirk is the defending champion. He will be there to defend. I did double check that, uh, but he won last year at a playoff over Eric Cole, um, who's had a couple of good results here. Country music singer. Um, yeah, apparently. Yeah, good. Uh, so he, so yeah, we've only got three of the top 20 OWGR for whatever that's worth players in the field, Rory, uh, Fitzy and Tommy Kim. Few other notables. We've got Cam Young, Ricky Fowler, Sung J M, and Eric Cole. Um, but it's a reasonable field. Like it's definitely stronger than than what we saw last week. As a few of the names started to uh, come back in, and this I think is the the start of the ramp up towards the Masters for a few. So um, so yeah, we will not see Charlie Woods there. Uh, unfortunately, we saw him going for the pre qualifier. That didn't go so well for the young man. Um, hate seeing all of that attention on him, by the way. But anyway. Uh, we've got a few Aussies and Kiwis. We've got Bads, Foxy, Minwoo Lee um, in the mix. So, yeah, let's keep an eye on that. But as you say, good luck for the tipping. Um, I don't know if you've got a tip, Roscoe. I know, uh, mate, I know if you don't feel comfortable like on the spot there, that's okay, mate. We can work through that. Um, but maybe we can come back to that. No, I'm going to give you a tip. Okay. Shane Lowry. No, that's not a bad tip because he, he's actually uh, got some form there as well. So, well, I, I sort of half remember that, but there's no other strategy other than I like Shane. Yeah, yep. it's a it's a Celtic sort of Celtic connections uh, tip. Omen, Shane or, or Bobby Mack. I'll probably uh, go with Shane. I'll, I'll let Bobby Mack show me a little bit more of his season thus far mm. uh, before I throw Bobby Mack into the tip. You know, like. Harris and Endicott, I'm going to throw Bobby Mack in there somewhere just because, you know, get the Ian Paul to, you know, chest pump he's going. Um, that's why that's happening. Uh, and, yeah, but uh, I'll go with Shane Lowry for this week if you want to jot that into the um, documents, official note-taking. I, I will put that in uh, now, mate. Shane Lowry. Um, okay, and... So the other guy that's in the field that also has a bit of history here is Sepp Straka. So he actually won the event a um, couple of years ago. Um, and he, yeah, so, so he, he's, he's played pretty well um, at this tournament. So he might not be a bad bit. Um, but my, Eric Cole, um, you called him the country music singer. So uh, the, uh, the NLU guys do that as well. Um, I, I'm going to chip him. I think he's he's had a few top twenties this season already. I think he's trending. He's going to a place where he really uh, he obviously enjoys because he plays well there. So I'm sure he enjoys it. I haven't spoken to him, but um, I'm I'm tipping he enjoys it. Uh, I'm going to tip Eric Cole. Uh, good luck to another uh, favourite of ours that we like to keep an eye on when he is playing. Zach Blair, um, owner of the uh, tree farm down there in Aiken. Um, uh, he's in the, in the field, so well, uh, well done to uh, Zach Blair. Good luck. And um, one of my former playing partners, 
again, George. George Campillo, good luck to you, George. Okay. What else caught your eye on the week uh, that was, Scott? Well, mate, if we shoot to the DP World Tour, I thought there was something that was very cool happened on the DP World Tour. We saw a young man by the name of Ronald Rugameo from Uganda make the cut, Roscoe, and it was significant because he is the first Ugandan man or woman to make the cut on a DP World Tour event, and he was absolutely stoked. I thought that the way that he held himself talking to the media and and he did some kind of, you know, straight-to-camera stuff for some of the other, uh, some some golf outlets and whatnot. And he, he was just, you know, very humble but very excited about what it means for kids in Uganda to see someone that looks like them on TV having, you know, success um in, in a in a global event like the DP World Tour and I just think it's incredible, you know, for that young guy to be that role model for those kids and um, incredible opportunity for all of those players from all over Africa, East Africa uh, that were in the event um, and, yeah, I mean the Magic Kenya Open, I think it just lived up to its name as a very good, very feel-good uh, event in my opinion. Um, he finished a very respectable two over. He had two over on the Sunday, young Ronald. Um, so he can definitely play golf. Like he was last of the people that came that made the cut, but I think that's irrelevant. Uh, he's played all four rounds in, you know, almost uh, under par golf and he birdied 17 and 18 in almost every round. There's only one round, round two, that he didn't birdie 17, but he birdied 18 in all four rounds. Um, and, you know, that to me, Roscoe, says that he, he finishes strong. He stays with it. He digs in until the end of his round. Um, and I say good on him. I think it's fantastic to see, mate. Should the DP World Tour, in their interest to foster the growth of an interest in the game in parts of the world like Africa, like Kenya, that's the reason why they go there. Obviously the weather's great and but they go to the far fung places to, you know, put the attention of golf in their segment of the world. Should Ronald get some sponsor invites into events on the DP World Tour for the remainder of the year? Should they say, Ronald, we want to bring you along for the ride and you continue to be the shining light for golf in that part of the world? We'll get you. Yep. Make the cut, don't make the cut. You're covered, but we want to keep this great mojo happening. Um, is that something that should be done? I heard, oh, that wasn't my yeah. idea. I, I think I heard sort of other people talking along those sort of lines. Um, right. Yeah. Thoughts? I mean, I, I, I don't know if they don't already do it, to be honest, Roscoe, mm. they, how these tournaments are using these sponsor invites and, and everything. I don't know. But if they're not using it, using some or one or a few of the sponsor invite invites for that purpose, then then you know that wouldn't be great. Like I think that they're missing an opportunity there. But I guess the short answer is, yeah, that I think that'd be a great use of a sponsor invite um, across different parts of the DP World Tour. And I guess you know there'll be some events that will be more relevant to that, or yeah. you know a, a right fit, you know, better fit for that than than others. But yeah, absolutely. If they're not already doing it, they should be. Yeah, it was great. I think the whole will of the world, you know, helped that putt lip in from the right edge uh, yeah, when it went it in. I think the whole world was like going, um, and that's, you know, 
that's what it took. It was great to see that drop in. Uh, the rest of the tournament, Scott, how did that go down for you? you know, some reasonable well, reasonable names in the field. Having having lived in Amsterdam, Roscoe, for uh, for a few years, it was very nice to see the Dutchman Darius van Driel win by two um, with all four rounds in the 60s. So as his first win, um, he's uh, he's been around a little while now. I think he was 112th tournament that he's played in. Um, but great to see a Dutchman get a win. He's the first Dutchman to win since um, since Yosti mm-hmm. uh, a few years back now, about six years ago. So um, I do love watching Yost Luton play play golf. I did have, um, I did have a thing for Yost Luton several years yeah. ago. Um, yeah, he, when he was like winning a lot and always up there. Like I didn't know much about him, but he was always there. Uh, so yeah, no, I I respect your Yost uh, Luton love. Uh, yeah. But Darius, can, we, can I get you that to say that again? Because that was uh, great. Dar- Darius Van Driel. Van Driel, I like it. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Val. Oh, there we go. And a little bit of uh, la- lingua, a little bit of Landheisbracher. Very good. Watch the blitz. Ooh, even better. <laughs> That's uh, hello to all of our um, you know, listeners in the Netherlands. Welcome to the Mile of Golf podcast uh, brought to you yes. in in, uh, yeah. da- in Dutch. Uh, fantastic. Uh, dear, I love it. Um, I can't do any. Hey, did you see Did you see who came second, Roscoe? So big, Joe Dean. Big Joe Dean. Finished second, Joe Dean. So uh, if you do a little bit of Googling on Joe Dean, we, or even just click on his profile on the DP World Tour app, you'll see that he is ranked 2,930. In the world, Roscoe, this guy last week was delivering uh, was a delivery driver for UK supermarket chain Morrison's. This guy has been struggling with golf for a long time, and as I said, is two thousand nine hundred and thirty. So our mate Ronald is actually ranked higher than this guy in the OWGR by sixty places. Um. Ronald Rugamayo is is highly He's more highly ranked higher than Joe Dean on OWGR. So, as I said, mate, this tournament, the magical Kenya Open, if I'm even saying that the right way, but it was a true feel good tournament to watch and see the results come in. There's a lot of great stories um, that have come through. You know, this weekend golf in on the DP World Tour, just really fun to watch. Very good. Uh, I didn't see a lot of it. I did see that um, one of my favourite broadcasters, Leon Stephen, was back on the ground out there in Africa. There was also the uh, um, African Amateur Championship that was on, um, that the RNA put on, and um, George Harper Jr. and Emily were down there on the camera and doing all that stuff, looking like they're having a ball, but doing some great stuff and providing some great coverage of the world's best amateur golf. Uh, so it looks like there's a bit of focus uh, from European golf down in that part of the world. Who did I tip last week? Adrian Otegui? Yeah. Better. Yeah. I had more more success with uh, my DP World tipping than I did with my PGA Tour tipping. Uh, so Adrian was like T3. Yeah, T3. Minus yeah, he didn't do okay. I tipped uh, the Italian Guido Migliosi, but uh, he made the cut, but didn't fare too well. Hmm. Uh, some other noticeables that we've talked about. Uh, Tristan Lawrence down there at T nineteen. Kiridak up a barn rat. Good to see him back on the DP World Tour. Uh, Twenty three uh, Aussies. I do know that we had um, we had uh, 
um, Hayden, Hayden Baz in the field. Now, he was only a couple of shots ahead of uh, Ronald Rugemeyer. Rug, Rug, yep. Um, so, Baz was in there at 64th on uh, 284. So, um, Riku is same in the same score as Riku Hishino, who only won a couple of weeks ago. So, it's a fickle game, this golf. It is a fickle, fickle game. Mm. Uh, where did the DP World, Tour, DP World Tour go to uh, next, Scott? Do we know that? They head to South Africa for the SDC Championships. Um, so, yeah, over in South Africa. So, obviously, lots of South Africans in the field. A um, couple of Aussies in uh, and Kiwis. Um, but we've got Scriv and Hayden Barron in there. Um, beefy Johnston is in the field, Roscoe, the big beefy. Uh, so it's interesting to see his profile pop up. Um, we've got TPH and Mardo are on the wait list. Um, but that doesn't look like they'll get a gig, I reckon. But, uh, but yeah, pretty... Um, pretty similar field to last week. Throw in a bunch more South Africans for a local event. And I think, mate, that Xander, Xander Lombard, is the one to beat on home soil, playing good playing good golf. It's it's time, time for him to shut the door. Xander's the big boy, isn't he? He's the big boy. He's solid boy. Yeah, 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 I don't mind. Big front I rower. Don't mind the, uh, I don't mind that. I, don't, I like Xander. I, I like his... I like his shape. I like his no, – that's not a big thing. I just like big, strong fella out there playing golf, playing pretty well. Um, no, I do like that tip, uh, especially he's done really well on home soil in the past too. Um, I'm just Won't looking. happen this week, but, geez, it's great to see him and Foxy go toe-to-toe on the, boom, boom. On the back nine on a Sunday. Two it? big rugby types. crap out of each other afterwards. <laughs> I think I think they I don't think they would. I think they'd be straight to the pub for <laughs> line the schooners up, mate. I think that'd be the uh, you know in typical sort of all blacks v South Africa rugby style. They'd be straight to the bar at the end after beating each other up for ninety minutes. <laughs> uh, we're, so we've got uh, current cutoff position. Yep. Okay. Can see that. Um. So Tom Power Horn. So. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Fifteen people have got to fall out of the wayside before Tom Power Horan comes in at sixteen and Andrew Martin at seventeen. We should yeah. find out where everyone's staying, mate. Just send in a little <laughs> spy there and do some food poisoning or something. <laughs> Dear. Uh did you see what uh, happened to, um, uh, speaking of speed, finding out where they're staying, the Penrith Rugby League team at the uh, Rugby League Club World Championship over there in the UK over the weekend? No. I think they're playing uh, Wigan. I think it was Wigan. Wigan. Yeah. Uh, some of the Wigan lads um, went outside the hotel at about 3am in the morning and let off a whole packet of fireworks <laughs> at the front of the Australian's no. hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just to disrupt their preparation. Uh, yeah, anyway. Oh Rugby league, eh? <laughs> again, we go back to this <laughs> We go back to this car that these three young fellas have got in Australia, Dave Michaluzzi. He's, he's, he's in there. Well, he's, I don't think he's playing here, but, you know, he, he's got much more certainty. These guys have to go on a wait list, you know, potentially wait on a flight to South Africa if they get in. Okay, it doesn't look like they will at 15 away but that's a hard that's a hard thing to have in your these events should be the ones that they should be getting in you know you're third in the australian order of merit goodness gracious me i'm not saying that they're better than any all of these other guys but 
the think third in the Australian Auto DP World Tour card. You should be able to get into these these events with a little bit more certainty. Fix it up. Fix it up, PJ of Australia. Fix it. Fix it. Anyway, there's some good players. Garcia Herrera. Saw him at the Oz Open. Um, the other one here, Christopher Broberg. He won last year. Last year or the year before. He, he's won. I think he might have won in Sweden within the last year or so. He's on the wait list as well. Um, tough gig. Tough gig, this professional golf. Tough gig. It is. Okay. So that's PGA Tour, DP World Tour. What was next? Well, we didn't have any events in the, on the PGA Tour of Australasia, but we've got one coming up this week in the New Zealand Open out at uh, Millbrook over the Dutch. Um, played across two courses, the Coronet and the Remarkables 18. So... Um, Decent field there again, mate. Uh, another week of really good young Aussie and New Zealand golfers getting around the the couple of courses over there. We've got Mika; he's back to play it. Um, so I don't know if he. I wonder if he would have qualified for that event you were just talking about through his level of card or not. But anyway, he's uh, he's in New Zealand to play the New Zealand Open. We've got lots of Japanese players on uh, on the ticket as well, including our mate Ren. So we'll keep an eye on him. Um, lots of Asian tour players as well, Roscoe. So there's some kind of affiliation going on there. Um, so that's good. So it's a very global field. Um, hats off to the New Zealand Open for, for getting that lineup. They've got a pro-am format happening over there. So we've got a lot of celebs and athletes or celebrity athletes, um, amateurs playing, including Ash Barty mm-hmm. and both of them and his son Lee and both of them. Played cricket against Liam Botham, by the way. Oh, did you? Um, Ricky Ponting and Stephen Fleming, a couple of the highlight uh, cricketers that are over there playing playing in the event. So playing a best ball paired up with a pro. Um, looks like pretty nice courses over there. Would love to get over to that part of the world and see those golf courses. I'm not going to get to New Zealand before I go to Scotland, but, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've been to that. I've never played golf over there, but... You know, it's. I need a couple of weeks to go over there and just relax and soak it all in because it's a, just a wonderful part of the world, um, which I love and I can't wait to get back to. Yeah, it would appear that uh, the Asian Tour have uh, co sanctioned this uh, New Zealand Open event. So um, it's on their Asian Tour schedule. So hence, probably, we're seeing a heavy uh, entry list um, full of Japanese and other. Um, Asian tour sort of oriented players. Um, so good luck to them all. Yep. Yeah, but you can see, you know, the, the feeds coming through of all the Aussie boys across there. There's there's a really strong contingent of Australians over there. Um, Brendan Jones, obviously the defending uh, champion. Um, I'm pretty sure that Jonesy is back in the field, I'm pretty sure. But um, got any, any thoughts on who might be uh, a winner? Oh, mate, on current form... Heading home, debut season. How, how is Kazuma Kabori going to lose this week? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, that that that's pretty silly to say, but like, um, you'd think this is one he's going to want to win. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's going to be off playing in a different tour next year. Let's face it, and he might not. Maybe he doesn't come back. Maybe he maybe he prioritizes the PGA Tour if he makes it next year, or, or you know, goes on that journey. Um, so could be, you know. Uh, a chance for him to win his win his open. Um, I think he won the New Zealand was it the New Zealand PGA that he won as an amateur. I need to check that out. This could be the first wrong thing we've said tonight. Hope well, 
that we know of? Uh, well, I don't know, so I'm not going to guess. But uh, could be, could be. Do you think uh, Kazuma feels any pressure playing playing in New Zealand? I, I think I think he almost doesn't feel any pressure when he plays at all. Like he plays that well, and uh, uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm being too pro Kazuma, but I he think he's pretty I, chilled, doesn't he? I think he really could just tear it a new one and and go go lights out. Got that sort of feeling with you. Who uh, who of the Aussies do you think you think the Gale Force is going to continue the uh, Strong line of form. Well, Scott's he's coughing. He's got the mute button on. We're coughing. Apologies for the break in transmission here. My mate Scott Carter's having a bit of a coughing fit. He's gone red in the face. I have to call Triple O. Might have to have a break in proceedings and come back after intermission. He's got some water. He's going for the water. Big green bottle. It's a massive bottle of water. He's gone for one gulp, two gulps, three gulps. He's got that down. I'm on mute. A little bit of a burp. And uh, we're back on air. Oh, we're back. The old man cough going. Wow. <clears throat> Just, I've never had to play by play a coughing fit, but I've given my no, best. No, you did well, mate. I've I've given, there. That was I've, very well done. I've given my best shot. <laughs> I'm available. It was a pleasure to listen to. <laughs> oh, thanks very much. Oh, dear. Oh, what I was saying there, uh, Scott, was um, do you think the Australian contingent, of course we've got uh, past winners there like uh, Matthew Griffin, uh, mm. but do you think someone like also a winner this year on uh, the Australasian Tour at uh, the Heritage, uh, we've got the three-time winner this year in the uh, Australian Series of Golf, uh, Daniel Gale, carrying some great form. Is, is it too much to think that Gale Force can go back-to-back? Back? You know, I don't think anything bothers Daniel Gale. He's just out there hitting golf balls at you know, 190 ball speed. Do you think yeah. that might be his year? Any other thoughts around uh, potentials? I think we've seen uh, this week particular on that DP World Tour that, you know, anything can happen, fairy tales, you know, people in form, uh, the right person that everyone thought was going to win could win. I think that's going to happen this week and Kazuma's going to absolutely blow it away. Just okay. to, yeah, that, that's what I think is going to happen, Roscoe. Uh, obviously, Gailey played great golf there last week. Does he take it over to New Zealand? Who knows? Love to see him go back to back and, and grab that DP World Tour card for next year, whatever that might be worth. Well, it's still- which is worth a lot. Like, like, I don't want to make light of that. Actually, that that's that that that's a that's a life changer for those guys. Opportunity to go and change their life anyway. So, um, uh, so yeah, I don't want to downplay that that card in any way. It's uh, it's a great opportunity for those guys. I don't want to downplay the DP World Tour card, but I would really like the Australian Tour to get it a little bit better status. I don't. I'd be better asking access. Yep. I am clutching at straws and I have zero clue of how the minutiae of all that works but they're going to help us out just give three guys a little bit more opportunity especially at this part of the year to have some certainty around if they can actually play in some of these events okay yep. they're not going to get walk into the Scottish Open they're not going to walk into the bigger events but especially this time of year same hemisphere maybe give a hemisphere priority or something like that I don't know um, yeah. anyway uh, good I don't know too much more about the New Zealanders in the field uh, out with um, Foxy, who's not there, out with uh, Kabori, the young New Zealander, Kerry Mountcastle, he'd be in the field, could do well, been playing well in Australia. But this is one I want to watch. This is, this is you know, it's at a convenient time slot. Uh, it's a great-looking golf environment to watch golf. Can't wait to see it. Cool. LPGA? It'll be good. Uh, LPGA, mate, yeah, so... Amazing event, great time zone for us to watch and and keep a keep a, a track of it. I watched the the final final moments of it there, or you know, last half a dozen holes or so last night. And uh, Paddy Tava 
Have a tanniket. Have a tanniket. There we go. Have a tanniket. Say it. Have a tanniket. Have a tanniket. Excellent. Uh, PT. I call. I call a PT. Who was it? Who uh, was the, Who was the second place? Uh, what was her name? Albani Valenzuela. You usually go on the tangent. I'm going to go on a tangent here, Roscoe. Did you watch the Matildas game the other night? No. Against uh, Uzbekistan? I didn't. Mate, the commentators pronouncing the names of the Uzbekistan women's soccer team was incredible. It's so impressive. Some of these names that I was looking at and going, oh, I mean, I have trouble with some basic stuff, but these were incredibly difficult. Lots of letters all together that don't really normally make sense going together for us uh, English-speaking blah, blah, blahs. Um, but, yeah, super impressive. So, But uh, the women's LPGA uh, tour can sometimes feel a little bit like that, very difficult to pronounce some of the names, but um, they're all very good golfers. And uh, young Patty took out her first win since 2021 uh, in front of a home crowd too, Roscoe. And it was yeah. a decent crowd. It yep. was a big crowd. And she was clutch. She made some incredible shots and putts in front of that big home crowd. Um, the young Swiss lady was uh, so shot a final round 63, low round of the day, um, to have the lead in the clubhouse and was sitting around waiting to either win or go into a playoff. But young Patty, um, she stood up and she she just striped it all the way home and made some clutch putts. So it was really good to see. And as I said, there was a really big crowd for, um, for what we normally see on some of these LPGA event, so great to see golf thriving in Thailand. Very emotional win, obviously, for obvious reasons for uh, Patty Tabatanikit, but uh, it was great to see her. You know, she very, very emotional on uh, scenes on the uh, the final green there, and yep. uh, it was great. But uh, don't know much about Alban Valenzuela, but I, due to her name Albana, just as a name that sticks out, I know she's sort of been there and thereabouts, but probably hasn't been at the pointy end of the uh, leader fields in the uh, LPGA Tour. But mm. um, I know she's a great go- golfer. I'm sorry, Alban, for um, pronouncing your name incorrectly. My mistake and I apologise, Valenzuela. So this week, mate, they, they head to uh, the Singapore HSBC Women's World Championship where it's a pretty strong field there, Roscoe. Mm. Pretty much all the big stars is missing a few of the Americans, but um, a lot of the big stars from women's golf are, are in the field, including uh, Minji. So it's going to be great to see her teed up in Singapore. We've got Jin Young Ko is the defending champ. She's actually won it back-to-back the last two years in a row. Um, but we've got Minji, we've got Lydia, we've got Hannah, Green, Grace, Kim, Steph and Kempi all in the field. Um, again, another great event for us to watch in our time zone here. So make sure you check it out on uh, on Fox, KO, whatever you, however you watch it. Um, but, yeah, that should be a really good event to watch. Interested to see how Minji goes after the big switch in equipment. Her and her and Min were both Callaway staffers now, so Callaway got Minji out of the Strixon uh, brand and into the Callaway brand. And uh, I was at the Callaway event when they launched it, pretty much right when the embargo was ticked off. Uh, they put it right. on the big screen, and and uh, Min Woo was announcing his sister was joining him on the Callaway team. So. It's always interesting to see players when they change uh, change product and uh, it's going to be interesting to see Minji moving into the Callaways. I'm going to tip a win there, Roscoe. She's going to come out of the blocks firing with the new sticks and uh, she's going to you know, be one of those ones that kind of bucks that trend or doesn't take any time to adjust. She's done all of her adjusting and testing, that's what I reckon, and she will win. Okay, very good. Well, I can see why after hitting Andy Naboo's Callaways, new Callaways today, he's got the new CBs. 
and he's got a combo set and I hit both of them and I, I pretty much played the last nine holes using his clubs. His Paradigm Driver, which is a, a model old now, but uh, used that, um, used his irons. Beautiful. I can see that she won't have any trouble settling into that new product. Very good. Um, PJ Tour, where, do we, where does PJ Tour move to this week? Oh, Cognizant, we've talked about that. Any... Uh, one last thing, Asian Tour. Asian so, Tour, yes, of course. Asian Oman. Tour. Yeah. We almost forgot about it last week um, in the preview, but to wrap it up, yeah, Carlos Ortiz, he, uh, the young Mexican, won by four over Louis Usthausen, then one shot further back was Joaquin Neiman. So a lot of the live guys, as you would expect, there was a lot of live guys in the field, which is great to see, uh, but a lot of them were at the top, as you would expect. Um, but, yeah, Carlos shot a 65 to win by four, left them for dead um, over on the Asian Tour. And one guy that uh, stood out to me, Roscoe, and it's a new name to me, I'll be run up and honest there, Maverick Antcliffe, um, had a T4, young Aussie. I don't know if you know much about Maverick. Uh, I don't know a whole bunch about Maverick. He, I know that he's played in uh, on the European tour. I think Maverick might have had a little dip in the live stuff in the first generation. Not sure. Can't, I can't qualify that. Haven't done any research. Uh, Asian tour card this year, but he's been doing a fair bit of work with Jamie, and um, right, yeah, you know, I think he's coming along really well from having. You know, been in the outer sanctums of you know golf, um, for want of a better term. Uh, mm. But to see him back Asian Tour card playing now international series, finishing fourth, coming off the back of doing a bunch of work with Jamie and taking that part of his game really serious and making changes in there, proofs in the pudding. If you be holistic about your game and think about some of the way that your mind works and how it affects your game and how you can put some of those mental cognitive processes to work on the golf course, maybe it can help. Uh, if it can help Maverick, it can help you as well but um yeah it's good i don't know much about maverick other than that uh, that he's been working with jamie and jamie thinks he's an absolute cracking fellow really good golfer and um he's putting in the work and that's as much as jamie said to me about maverick Antcliffe. now Great. i couldn't get blakey to join us uh this week any other what else from the asian tour did you um stuck out there any, uh, any no other? mate to be honest that is all that stuck out for me on the asian tour i think as i said it was a bit to be expected and um we do have live this week, actually, mm. starting on uh, on March 2nd in Jeddah. So I'm sure Blakey's over there. Um, but, yeah, we'll we'll see how we go there. A few rumours and, you know, more more uh, more stuff being kind of posted and, and floated around there. It does look like Anthony Kim is going to is going to tee it up. So it can be great to see how he goes. Cult figure, Anthony Kim. Uh, what's the backstory with Anthony for, the, for those that uh, – you know, are only new to tournament golf and this whole chitter-chatter week in, week out. Can you get a little bit of insight into AK? Yeah, I mean, at a very, very high level, and I'll get the years wrong, but um, he burst, kind of burst onto the scene. I think he had a, a top five finish in his first event um, uh, when he when he turned pro. He played Ryder Cup. He's got a ton of swagger. He's known for, you know, looking cool and having an incredible golf swing, but um, finishing uh, pretty high up in the Masters a couple of times, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So he kind of burst onto the scene with a lot of swagger and some good results and then and then kind of fell away. I think he had a lot of injuries. I think 2012, uh, I think it was 2011, he, he like had terrible results and, and then t- 2012 as well. Um, had no form whatsoever, but was clearly injured, and and he disappeared. Roscoe, he like quite literally disappeared off the face of the earth. 
and it's never been confirmed, but uh, I get all all but confirmed that he he stepped away from the game of golf to cash in on a medical insurance, and so he was paid out. Rumor has it ten million dollars, um, but he wasn't allowed to play golf ever again professionally. So that was the terms of the the insurance payout. Um, can't tell you what the terms are now. How many years later? We've passed the ten year mark of that. Um, of you know, since he stopped playing, basically. So who knows? That could be related. Um, that it's post ten years now, and he can he can do something else. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was definitely a uh, like well well liked. He got everyone's attention. Um, he wasn't the best player in the world. Don't get me wrong. Um, the, he was in a pretty pretty tough uh, era, pretty strong era of young golfers coming through as well. Uh, but you know, he was chummy with T Dub. Uh, he was, he was chummy with in, in that Ryder Cup team. He wore the big, you know, Diamante or Diamond um, golf uh, belt a- buckle, AK belt buckle, yeah. AK belt buckle. You know, he, he was a Nike golf poster boy, um, and he fit he fit that brand perfectly. To be honest, um, of where where that brand was at, you know, in that era. So, uh, so yeah, I'm fascinated to see. Like, does he wear the swoosh again? Does he show up wearing the swoosh again? Uh, is well, you know, one I think I'm interested in, and then yeah, how he plays golf. Who knows? It's going to be so, good to see. So he'll fit into one of those sort of two spots that are sort of roving, sort of extra players that are in the field. Apparently, apparently, yeah. yep. It's unbackable odds that he's definitely turning up. Right? He's definitely. You would say he's definitely turning up. I think there's been enough reports, and I feel the big, you know. Corrupt golf media publications are um, have been reporting that it's uh, that it's pretty, yep, pretty set and done. Yep. You know, we don't want to at an hour and ten minutes in go down this whole conversation, but uh, the tone continues to sort of change around PJ Tour. Now we've got this SSG money and pushing the Saudis away. We don't need that. The Rory separation. And the Rory tone that's changing, uh, things like this, it's not going away. That whole tone, um, I think there'll be other there'll be other names. There'll still be other. No, Anthony Kim, it's not a huge name in terms of world golf, clearly not. But it's a huge name in terms. Of it's going to draw some eyeballs and get the corrupt meter, as you say, get into talking about him and doing it on live. And yeah, but live is still going to. They've got more big names to pluck off the longer the, the longer the PGA Tour keep them at arm's length and some of their lead players say no we don't think we need that anymore and SSG is all right and blah 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 I think they're just gonna be lining up some lining up some targets uh, as we speak this week at King Abdullah Economic City uh, mm. there's not going to be anyone there let's be honest there won't no, be there won't be there anyone won't be. there there'll be no one there mate uh, they'll be rolling around in in plenty of money and, uh, you know, very wealthy part of the world and, and they'll be living it up, that's for sure. Good on them. Good on them. They well, can get it. Good on them. Will the boat be the, – the Prince's boat be parked outside the economic zone in the water where, you know, the players will be ferried out for um, legal partying and that sort of thing? Yeah. probably knows what happens on that boat, Roscoe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, don't know. Well, you may as well give us a tip. You may as well give us a tip. Come on, pick a player. Pick someone. 
I know you're a big Leaf, oh, you're a big Leaf mate, guy. If John Rahm doesn't win this week, then, you know, it's been a complete failure. <laughs> I was just going to say it's a, it's a farce. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Um, so you're picking no, Rahm? I think, yeah, yeah, it's probably probably time for John uh, or, or uh, Brooksy, mm. I think. Uh, Brooksy's going to start to ramp it up, getting closer to the Masters, and I really think Brooks is is going to be a key factor in Augusta Absolutely. in this time. Absolutely. Uh, interesting to hear Brooks say, uh, answer a question, um, if there was like one golfer in the world that you wanted to play tournament golf alongside for the rest of your life and he picked Rory. Mm. Again, clutching at straws, making A and B equals Z, but, um, you know. Why would, why would he start talking about Rory? Anyway, oh, I I mean I I know why you you kind of make that connection, Roscoe, because there's been uh, other things by some of those other let's call them live live accounts, you know, <laughs> live favourable accounts, saying that Rory is you know a good chance of going to live, you know, these days, and the odds are increasing all of the time. Who knows? But. I think he's just answered that question because he's like super competitive against Rory and they've always had a competitive um, tension between them. They play, from all reports, they play a ton of golf out, you know, together um, in in their downtime. So I think they're uh, just super competitive guys and Brooks thrives on playing against the very best and Rory is one of the very best and will probably go down as one of the best ever. Uh, For the record, I don't think Rory will ever go to live golf. Don't worry. I I don't think that will ever happen. If I'm proven wrong, I'll happily be proven wrong but I don't think that's ever going to happen uh, okay I am well, going to I, I reckon, I'm going to go on record Roscoe to say it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise you no okay I mean I, I was using reverse well, psychology I hope that it does I sort of hope yeah. that it does that oh, I don't know because I'm a controversialist oh, yeah, you know? but, it, but if it does like then you know golf is the golf world is eating Gol- itself alive clearly it already is already it? is uh Bryson DeChambeau, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bryson this week because uh, you know Rocket up there listening in Queensland. Uh, if you still listen, we uh, we miss you. Um, terminal velocity still lives in uh, in live, so I'm gonna pick uh, Bryson. You got a team team pick? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Johnny Rahm's team again, mate. I think they are gonna absolutely dominate between him and Terrell and uh, and and the other guy, the young guy has obviously started pretty good. Like oh, I was shit canning him a bit for uh, for being the. The, their pick, but uh, uh, he played pretty well in that first event. So full credit to him, and I, I think they're going to be uh, un- unstoppable in the teams event. I reckon. Okay, cool. Caleb Surratt, uh, Vincent Hatton, Ram. You're tipping mm. Ram or Brooks? Uh, I'm tipping Ram. Okay, I'm going to go with Smash. I'm going to go with Kepka Smash for the dub. Uh, very good, yeah. mate. The only thing, the only other thing mm. with Bryson, I haven't listened to the pod yet, um, but he was on the pod with the the. The live commentators and talking about this OWGR stuff and just like and I haven't gone deep into the the tweets and the analysis and and kind of listened to exactly, but from what I can see, he's talking about that they've fulfilled all of the criteria and ticked off every box that they're supposed to tick off to get OWGR points and you know I mean this guy's just kind of I don't know Roscoe who's advising him or what, but um, uh, I, I don't think that they've. I don't think he's being entirely truthful in, in you know, he's he's taken it, to be honest, but uh, it's just more more garbage that's flowing, you know, on either side of the, the golf um, the golf world and yeah, it's just getting very tiresome. 
So I take it you won't be tuning into too much from King Abdullah Economic City uh, to watch live, or you will watch, be watching a little no, bit. The thing is, Roscoe, like I, I mean, there's a bunch of good players there, and mm-hmm. and like I've said before, like I don't mind the format. Um, I like team golf. Like I like that they are trying team golf. Um, I don't think that they have it right, in my opinion. I'd like to see it in a slightly different format, but um, you know, I, I don't, I don't really like how it's come about. I don't. Like it's just left a huge stain on the game, in my opinion. Um, the way that it, a lot of the guys have gone about it, some of the stuff that's been said on both sides, it's just, you know, it's it's torn the game apart. And I think that uh, there's been tons of evidence of, you know, the impact that it's had on, um, I think, people's interest in the, in watching game of golf. Like they're just sick and tired of hearing about the money, like that, uh, and and don't really care whether people are earning this, that or the other. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, am I going to watch it? Yeah, I'll watch it because I like watching golf. Um, and and there's a lot of characters on there that I like I like uh, to root against. And, and that's, you know, I hope that doesn't make me come across as a bit of a, a dickhead or, or a hater, but I just I just really enjoyed watching the, the characters play golf and, and rooting for one or the other. And, um, you know, the PGA Tour misses that at the moment. Um, if Patrick Cantlay goes to, to live, you, you know, it's just another villain or whatever you want to call them um, to go over there, um, even though he's got no personality. A lot of the other guys have at least have some kind of personality over there. Um, but, yeah, I, I love watching Brooks Kepka play golf. Um, I'll sign up for that every day of the week. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I'll I'll watch I'll watch it. Um, uh, just don't like the impact it's had on the game, to be honest. Okay, well we'll leave all of the golf wrap on that. The one final point of housekeeping, which I should have mentioned at the start, uh, hacks the single figure. He won the uh, recent giveaway, which was the uh, Chrome Tour and the Chrome Tour hat and the uh, Callaway AI Smoke hat. So I'll get in touch with uh, hacks the single figure. He picked Andrew Shoffley thirteen under. Now it wasn't a pick a score winner, but uh, it was pick a Callaway player, um, also pick their score, that's fine, but uh, we put that into the randomizer and hacks the single figure, whoever you are, wherever you are out there in the uh, interweb world, uh, I'll be getting in contact with you and sending you uh, this gear. There's some other stuff to give away between now and uh, when I go. Um, I've got the Gary Lisbon books to give away, so we've got to think of a giveaway for that. And uh, signed Gary Lisbon picture books, um, amazing books. I can't, there's about 20 kilos worth of them. Uh, I can't carry them to Scotland, so they'll be given away in Australia. Um, that's coming up. We'll work out how to give those away and plus some other stuff uh, coming into the majors we'll be doing. We'll be giving – I've got heaps of stuff here. I must be giving it all away. Uh, very good. Scott, thanks very much for tuning in and uh, coming back to all of the listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Do appreciate all of the time that you give us and uh, please send us any feedback, uh, share this. All the people that do do that, we appreciate you even more so. And uh, and thanks for listening. Scott, I'll see you on the links uh, somewhere soon. See you, Roscoe. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.